series on the end of the age part two and in today's uh, section we want to look at the roles that the saints will play as priests for all eternity for our father has well our lord jesus christ has made us to be both kings and priests unto god our father and so we need to understand what our role will be <coughs> excuse me as priests going forward into eternity and the open passage of scripture we can look at is in revelation chapter 1 verses 4 to 6 the scripture says john to the seven churches which are in asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from jesus christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so we see that there are two primary roles that the saints will fulfill through all eternity. The one is the role of king and the other one is the role of priest. And so in today's section we really wanting to discuss the role of priest because um, it's important for us to have some idea as to what God has called us to perform, the function that God has called, called us to perform for all eternity. One of those functions, shall I say. <clears throat> and so the other scripture we can look at is Revelation chapter 3, verse 12. The scripture says, And he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. And so we see in this passage of scripture that the saints are described as being pillars in the temple of God. What that means is that we will be in the presence of God for all eternity, um, fulfilling our role as priests before God. And so our Lord Jesus Christ, um, we know in the book of Hebrews, um, is revealed to us as the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 11, um, 7, 17 uh, highlights a truth for us, but there are obviously also other passages of Scripture. And so just as our Lord Jesus Christ uh, stands in the uh, office of high priest after the order of Melchizedek, now don't forget, God the Father has appointed Jesus to be a high priest after the order of Melchizedek that is picked up in the Psalms. God has sworn to the Lord that forever he remains a priest after the order of Melchizedek, now a high priest. Now as our Lord is high priest after the order of Melchizedek, so it is that each one of his saints then stand in the office of priest also after the order of Melchizedek. And so that is the our priestly order that we stand in. We stand in that office now as priests uh, unto God even on the earth, but we will continue to stand in that office as priests unto God after the order of Melchizedek for all of eternity. And so the, what is the role of a priest and a high, high priest? Well, we can go back to the Old Covenant and we can have a look at the types and shadows under the Old Covenant to show us what it is that we will our roles will be as priests going forward into eternity. And we see under the Old Covenant revealed to us, book of Hebrews chapter 8, verse 3, that the role of the high priest 
was to offer both gifts and sacrifices unto God. That was his um, priestly function. That what God had called him to perform. Now the role of the priests were there to assist the high priest in his offering of gifts and sacrifices before God. And so that is really the role that the saints will perform uh, in the ages, ages to come, is that we will assist our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, as he stands before the throne of God and offers both gifts and sacrifices before the Father. We, as his priests, will stand together with him and we will assist him in that uh, priestly role that he performs. And uh, there are numerous passages of scripture that um, speaks around that truth. Uh, Hebrews 2, 12, Psalm 22, 25, all speak of our Lord speaking. He says that he stands in the midst of his brethren and he offers both uh, sacrifices and gifts unto God. He performs his vows before the Lord. And so very clearly, we will be doing exactly the same. We will stand together with our Lord Jesus Christ on those occasions and we will uh, assist him in the, the sacrifices and the gifts that he presents to God the Father. We will be alongside him at that time. Revelation 7 verse 15 says, Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. And so the question is asked, all right, well, does that mean day and night in his temple that we'll never... We'll, we'll um, worship before the throne for all eternity. That's all we'll do. Well, that's not actually going to be the case because our Lord has made us to be both kings and priests unto God our Father. And so um, we will also have a, a, a kingly role that we will have to perform. Um, and we need to understand that as our Lord Jesus Christ never sleeps, so the saints will never sleep ever again. And we've mentioned that already. And so we will have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for all eternity to perform the functions that God has called us to perform. One of those functions is to stand before the Lord and offer um, sacrifices and uh, gifts before him. And so this is one of the roles that we will perform. And so we need to understand the... Um, the split in our time, so to speak. That's not the right way of putting it across, but I'm just trying to put it across in the, in the natural um, what will take place going forward. And that is that, again, we can go back to the Old Testament. We can look at the types and shadows under the Old Covenant because it does point us to the reality of the New. And so if we look at the priest under the Old Covenant, it was required of them every single day every morning and every evening to offer up sacrifice before the Lord. And that's in Exodus 29, 38 and 39. That was their requirement. Every morning and every evening they had to offer up the, the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice before God. And so that points us to what our role will be going forward because the scripture says to us, and they shall serve him day and night in his temple. So that means that every morning and every evening, because don't forget the earth will still experience day and night, Jerusalem won't, because we will be under the 
uh, glory of God occurring. But nevertheless, we will still know day and night. Um, and so every morning and every evening, the saints with the Lord Jesus Christ will stand before the throne of God and offer up the sacrifices that are required of God. So that's the, the kind of role that we will perform in this um, way of, of serving God as priests unto God. So for all eternity, every morning and every evening, the saints will stand with the Lord Jesus Christ and offer up sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise unto God. You say, well, what kind of sacrifices will be offered? Well, it's not going to be uh, burnt offerings such as the uh, offerings were made under the Old Covenant because, again, it's a type and shadow of the offerings that will be made uh, under the New. And we can look at uh, uh, a scripture, uh, a, a prophetic scripture under the Old, which kind of shows us just what that offering will be. Psalm 141 verse 2 says, Let my prayer be set for you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. And so there we see very clearly that the, the offering that will be presented before God the Father by the saints and obviously our Lord Jesus Christ will be our prayers, will be the lifting up of our hands in praise and worship before God the Father. That is the sacrifices that we will present before the throne of God throughout eternity, every morning and every evening. Now, if we, again, we had, um, we, the, the question is asked, well, well how, how long roughly will we be before the throne? Because don't forget, we do have other roles to perform that God has decreed we will perform. Well, if we look at our Lord when he was on the earth, a comment he made, Matthew 26, 40, when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he went away to pray on his own, and he came back to Peter, James, and John, and they were asleep. And his comment to them was, what, could you not watch with me one hour? And so it seems, because our Lord went back again, and he prayed, and came back after a period of time, found them sleeping again, and went back and prayed again. And so it seems that our Lord gave at least one hour of his time during his day to uh, a, a dedicated time of prayer. And so we can surmise from that passage of Scripture and the fact that the saints will be called upon to offer both uh, gifts and sacrifices before the throne of God every morning and every evening. We can assume that it will be no less than one hour in the morning and one hour in the evening and we will stand before the throne of God and we will worship before His throne and offer up unto Him the, the praise and the thanksgiving that is due unto Him. Psalm 61, verse 5 to 8, our Lord speaking around this time when He will stand before the throne of God and offer up His sacrifices before the throne for all eternity. Psalm 61, verse 5 to 8 says, For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life, his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So I will sing praises to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. And so here our Lord Jesus tells us that throughout eternity, he is going to prepare, uh, perform his vows before God every single day. And that is going to be our role, as I say, because we are his priests, 
he is the high priest and the role of the priest is to assist the priest in the offering of gifts and sacrifices unto God. And so every single day, our Lord will stand. Now, we need to understand this because the Lord Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and all um, of creation will come and worship before the Father and the Lamb. But on these occasions, when the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice are offered before God, the Lord Jesus Christ himself will step down from his throne and will stand before the throne of God on the sea of glass and the saints will stand with him and we will together worship before God the Father. Jesus will be paying his vows that he has made to the Father for all eternity every single day. Now, when we are on this earth, one of the things that the Lord has really uh, restored to the church, when, when I say restored, it's not in its fullness, but we're experiencing a greater degree of worship before the Lord, before the throne of God. Um, if you compare the worship that the, the saints enjoy, it's not the right word to say the saints enjoy, because you know God in, in the Psalms said that over this time, it might be in Isaiah, sorry, over this time, that incense would be rising up unto him throughout the earth. And so that incense is the, are the prayers of the saints, but that incense is also the worship and the praise of the saints. And so what we're seeing in the earth today um, is a, a, um, a release of worship into the church that she's not experienced before. And so, um, again, you go back a couple of hundred years ago, and they did not experience the kind of worship that the church is experiencing in the earth today because of constraints, because of, of not entering into worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth as we see taking place in the earth today, which is one of the reasons why we're seeing uh, more frequent outpouring of the Spirit of God in the, among the saints today is because of that worship that uh, precedes the outpouring of the Spirit of God in the services, in the meetings. And so in the, the, the worship that we experience today, many saints experience the tangible power of God. They smell the, 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 the heavenly perfume of, of God. Um, they are caught up in, in, in just the, the euphoria, kind of, not the, maybe the right word to say, but of experiencing the, the reality of the presence of God. And they get lost in worshiping God. They are completely taken up in abandonment, in giving and offering their worship to God. They are truly worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth. That truth word means purely to worship God without hypocrisy. In other words, they are honestly offering up to God their all and worshiping. Now, that is experienced in part in this life. But what will transpire in the eternity when we stand before the very throne of God, the physical presence of God, and offer up to Him the worship that is due unto Him, and the thanksgiving that is due unto Him, and give unto Him the praise that is due unto Him. Don't forget, with our Lord Jesus Christ Himself standing in our midst, also singing alongside of us, or more, more correctly saying, us singing alongside our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, the power of God, the manifestation of the glory of God that will be experienced by the saints will be immeasurable. It is most probably at that time 
that the saints will also be transfigured as our Lord Jesus Christ was when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration. You call that. That as he prayed, his whole body changed and his clothing changed and he became his life. Light just shone through him. Now, that's nothing in comparison to what John actually saw in the book of Revelation when our Lord appeared to him in his glory. But it seems that at that time, the saints will also be transfigured and they will shine forth uh, the glory of God as they offer up to God um, perfect worship and sacrifice. They will experience the perfect glory of God. It will truly be a, a time of glory that uh, we have not been exposed to in this life. We have tasted it, but we've not come close to experiencing the fullness thereof. And we won't experience the fullness thereof in this life. We always taste of that, the powers of the age to come. book of Hebrews teaches us that. That's what we experience in this life. It's purely a taste. Um, but many have been overcome just by the taste of the power of God and, and the glory of God. And so, as I say, we will stand in that um, absolute perfection, worshiping God in perfection, and that will happen throughout all eternity, every morning and every evening of every single day for the rest of eternity. Um, the flesh rebels. The flesh says, yeah, no, I don't really want to do that for all eternity, but the spirit rejoices. And so, the, you know, the saints, as, as you, we perceive in our spirits what it is that God has in store for us, from that point of view, that role that we will fulfill as priests before God, well then, our spirits rejoice in that. Um, we looked at this passage of Scripture, but this passage of Scripture also pertains to the role of the saint as priests unto God for all eternity, and so we need to look at it as well. Isaiah 66, verse 22 and 23. God the Father speaking, He says, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I shall make uh, remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants in your name remain. And it shall come to pass that one, from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. And so we've said that we, when we discuss the children of God living in uh, the, uh, the new earth that God will create, that God will bring them supernaturally by His Spirit before His throne on these set occasions. And so they will stand before God every Sabbath, every new moon, and every set feast. The, the saints of God will stand before the throne of God every day, twice a day, every evening and every morning. But we will also stand with the children of God on these occasions, every Sabbath, every new moon, and every set feast. Now, the, 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 don't forget, the saints will at that time be fulfilling their role as priests unto God. The children of God will come before him as their children, as his children, shall I say, not as priests. And so it is the saints of God who will in fact be leading the worship of God at that time because we will be fulfilling our role as priests unto God. And uh, the children of God will be standing on the sea of glass, worshiping before the throne, but being led in that by the, the saints who will be, as I say, fulfilling their role as priests. Just as when our Lord Jesus Christ stands with us, when we offer our morning and evening sacrifice, so it is that um, the, the saints will stand with the children of God as they offer up their worship every Sabbath, every new moon, and every set feast. 
Now, just another point around this uh, from uh, a, a natural practicality point of view again, um, because, the, you know, as we said, it's going to be supernatural and it's going to also be the natural intertwined in, in, in the way that God has designed things to go forward, as he did under um, when he created the Garden of Eden. We've discussed that already. But the point that I want to raise here is that the children of God are not um, immortal. We said that they, their resurrected bodies will be similar to the resurrected the, the body that Adam and Eve had. And so they will experience day and night. We've, ex we've explained that. And their bodies will need to rest, etc., etc. But don't forget that the earth will be revolving on, on an axis. And so on a particular Sabbath day, let's just take a Sabbath for an example. On a Sabbath day, where one part of the earth is now entering into the Sabbath, so the other part of the earth is ending, entering out of the Sabbath. Is, is, you know, because the earth is revolving on its axis, just as the earth currently does. And one in Australia, for argument's sake, they experience morning on the side of the planet, they experience night. It will be exactly the same on, in God's new earth. So what will transpire is that God will not bring the whole um, earth's population to the throne at one time. Because, as I say, you get them one part of the population appearing before the throne at the beginning of the day, another one appearing before the throne at the end of the day, uh, some at midnight, and so it'll just be confusing for them. So what God will do is there will be relays. As the earth revolves on its axis, axis, shall I say, um, that segment of the earth's population will be brought before the throne and enter into worship before God for a period of roughly an hour, two hours. That will be the, the, the split. Then they will return back to the earth, the, their part on the earth and the next segment as, as the, the, the Sabbath starts to dawn or come, come about in the evening. I don't want to get into technical detail. So that part of the earth will be brought before the throne. And so on a Sabbath, for argument's sake, before the throne, there will be multiple services of worship before the throne. So it won't be that the children of God will be there the full Sabbath day. They will be there for uh, one to two hours, maybe more, I don't know. Um, and they will worship the Lord, and then they will, God will return them and then bring the next service, so to speak. Now the saints of God will obviously be there the whole time and leading the children of God in worship before the throne. But the practicality of it is that God will not bring the whole population at one time and return them all at the, at, and because one will then be um, not observing the Sabbath. They would have already moved out of their Sabbath and the other one will only start be starting their Sabbath. So we just need to understand how God will bring that about. But the saints of God will be before the throne the whole Sabbath. And we will be leading all of those services, so to speak, in worshiping God. Um, and that same kind of principle will apply on the new moon and also the set feasts. That's just a, um, a bit of an aside to see how it will actually play out going forward. And then one last comment that I wanted to make around this role of priest that we will perform uh, for all eternity is the word of caution. Because just as we've looked at the... Um, the heavenly city and we said that there are going to be some saints 
that will be homeless and not them, it's not a nice term to use but you know the, the, the fact of the matter is our Lord did say that they would not have residences um, and we said because of a chosen lifestyle they will not inherit a, a home in the city so it is that also because of the, they, so those same saints saved nevertheless uh, but because of their chosen lifestyle they will also be precluded from fulfilling certain roles as priests. They will still be priests, but there, there's a certain function that they will be precluded from performing. And the, the passage of Scripture we can look at is also prophetic, but it's prophetic to the end of this current age on this earth that we're looking at. Um, but it, it is also then still a type and shadow going forward into eternity. Let's look at the passage of Scripture, and then we can just um, talk around that. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 44 verse 10 to 16 this is God the Father speaking he says and the Levites who went far from who went far from me when Israel went astray who strayed away from me after their idols they shall bear their iniquity he's talking specifically to the Levites now who are the uh, set apart as priests in the nation of Israel and so he's addressing them verse 11 Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary as gatekeepers of the house and as ministers of the house. They shall slay the burnt offering and shall sacrifice for the people and they shall stand before them to minister to them. Because they ministered to, uh, to them before their idols and caused the house of Israel to fall into, in, into iniquity, therefore I have raised my hand in an oath against them, says the Lord God, that they shall bear their iniquity and they shall not come near me to minister to me as priest, nor come near any of my holy things, nor into the most holy place. But they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. Nevertheless, I will make them keep charge of the temple for all its work and for all that has to be done in it. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer to me the fat and the blood, says the Lord God. Uh, verse 16, They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall come near my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. And so what God is talking about here is, at the end of the age, what will happen, the third Jewish temple is going to be rebuilt. When that happens, the Levites will once again be reinstated as priests of Israel. But there are, uh, there's a, a certain faction of the Le Levitical priesthood. Um, God refers to them as the sons of Zadok, who have, throughout the time that Israel has been in a backslidden state, and she still is, um, they have separated themselves to God. They, they have diligently sought after the Lord. And are not saved, but nevertheless, that's, uh, the tradition that they receive. And so they are zealous for the things of God. When, you know, a lot of the Jews are, could care less about the things of God currently. Um, but these ones have remained. Now, amongst the, the Jews, the Israelites, there's a lot of Levites who have also become very secular and have not uh, sought after uh, the things of God. Think about Paul before he came into the kingdom of God. That's the kind of... Uh, son of Zadok that the Lord is referring to. Paul was extremely zealous for God, didn't know God as such, and didn't know His grace and His mercy, and he was seeking to attain his own righteousness, but nevertheless he was zealous for the things of God. 
Now that kind of Levite, now Paul wasn't a Levite, Paul was a, a, a Benjamite, I think that's how you call him. Um, Barnabas was a Levite, Just, uh, the technical point. But the principle is, is that of the Levites that are zealous for the things of God, God says that when he restores the third temple, that those Levites he will allow to come near him and minister to him. Now, the other Levites who became very secular and did not seek after the things of God, in fact, because of their lifestyle, the rest of the Jews said, well, you know, if they can do that, we can as well. God says to them, they'll remain priests. Uh, I'm not going to discount them from that point of view, but the, the priestly functions that they will perform are the peripheral functions. They will have to be gatekeepers in the, in the house. They'll look after the burnt sacrifices and that kind of stuff. They will prepare the sacrifices and they will minister to the people. Uh, but God said, you, they can't come and minister to me. And so with regards to, so that's a prophetic statement because that still has not yet been fulfilled. That will be fulfilled um, in this life on this current earth. But it is also a type and shadow of the eternity of the saints of God who will also obviously be priests because Jesus has made all of us to be both priests and kings unto our God and so all of us will still fulfill our priestly role but it seems that the saints of God who have chosen to live a lifestyle which is not pleasing to God in this life um, their role as priests for all eternity will be a lesser role than the others in other words the others will be allowed to come and present themselves close to the, the throne of God, whereas these saints, I don't know what the role will be. Uh, the, the scripture says in this case that, that God says they will minister to the people. So it may, these, these saints will be priests ministering to the children of God as they come to worship before God. But there's going to be this differentiation. It will definitely happen. And so we just need to understand that as saints in this life, it is so important for us to walk worthy of the calling with which we have been called and not to uh, defile ourselves, taint ourselves with, this God, with the ungodly lifestyle in this life. Because even though those saints, many of them are still saved because they haven't committed the sin to death, because of their chosen lifestyle, they lose out on a lot. And one of the things they lose out on is this intimacy <coughs> of worshipping before the throne of God. And we just need to understand that as a type and shadow given to us, that warning given to us, in scripture and uh, as saints we need to understand that going forward and that's where we're going to end the teaching on today in the next teaching we're going to look at our role as kings unto God but in today's teaching we concentrated on what our role as priests unto God will be for eternity.